This is a special feature from Overdrive. And now, here's our broadcast. My name is Erwin Shires, and it's S-H-I-R-E-S. I am the Government Qualifications quarter, Coordinator for Panther Expedited Services from Seville, Ohio. Uh, we are an expedited fleet of a little over a thousand trucks. We are a 100% owner-operated fleet. Uh, I had the privilege of addressing this committee a little over three years ago in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the first time we were discussing CSA, um, and the first time that I had completed some basic research into some of what I consider were flaws in the methodology and how the scores were compiled. Um, it's both honestly very encouraging and very very horrifying to hear some of the comments that have been presented today regarding the things that we want to change versus the things that we don't want to change. Um, I have fought very hard for the last three and a half years to get the information research that I have done presented in the public record to make sure that everybody understands that there are some basic systemic flaws in how these scores are compiled and the fact that shippers and brokers and other people in the industry are using these scores not as a base for a, a, a grander scale of determining whether to use it, but as a sole determining factor of whether or not to use a particular carrier to move their freight. And that is what I insist has to be changed. Um, I'm going to give you all a quick quiz. Right? It was very uh, specific in talking about the peer grouping. In the unsafe driving basin, there are ten groups, not five. We are in the straight segment. We are in the highest category of the straight segment. That's I call it straight group five. Does anybody want to hazard a guess as to how many carriers are in that group right now? Just go ahead and tell us. I have the list. Okay. It is 73. Now, according to the data you gave us this morning, there are 200,000 carriers nationwide that you have sufficient data to put a score in place on. Now, if there are 10 carrier, there are 10 safety event groups and unsafe driving, it would stand to reason that there should be approximately 20,000 carriers in each group if we're going for accuracy or a relative disparity among groups. For a group to have only 73 carriers in it dooms approximately 25 carriers to never being able to improve their score to a point where their golden triangle goes away. And no matter what you put in the disclaimer on the website, it is always going to be there. It is a golden triangle. It's like a scarlet letter that carriers, that brokers, shippers are using to determine whether or not to move uh, their freight on a particular carrier's truck. I am in great favor of the, op uh, the option that Davis presented to improve the carrier grouping. It has to be done. When I started tracking this group three years ago, there was 120 carriers in it. It's now down to 73. If we don't do anything, this group apparently is going to disappear in about four or five years. Obviously, that doesn't work. Um, you know, there's a reason the hazmat and the crash indicator ones are not public knowledge. Mr. Lannan went attended. He wants the numbers to be available for people to see. And that's perfectly fine. Again, provided the data is accurate. The number gives an accurate representation of how good or bad a carrier is. Okay? People want to know. The problem is when you use a percentile system, no matter how big or small the grouping is, when you use a percentile system, you doom a percentage of the carriers in that group to always having a golden triangle. And you doom them to defending themselves against any shipper, any potential customer, from coming in and saying, I want to use you, but I can't because you have a golden triangle. I get between three and five emails, phone calls a week from carrier or from potential customers or from <coughs> sales representatives 
asking us to explain this. So my encouragement to you folks is you have the power to make the proper adjustments to make this fair, fair for everyone. Okay. There isn't anyone in here that doesn't want the roads to be safer. I can assure you of that. Okay. There is no coalition out there for making roads more dangerous, for making trucks more you know, dangerous. That doesn't exist. Okay. I really think we should all be pulling on the same side of the rope here. But we have to agree that there is at least a starting off point where improvements can still be made. And I'm more than happy to talk at greater length, greater detail about research with any member of the committee that would wish to do so. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Mr. Spine. My name is Tom Sanderson, S-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. I'm the CEO of Transplace. Uh, we're a non-asset-based third-party logistics company, and we manage several billion dollars worth of freight transportation every year. And I've worked in freight transportation since 1980, when I joined Schneider. The, uh, and I want to echo what Erwin said, that uh, every honest participant in the, in the supply chain uh, desires lower accident frequency and lower economic frequency. And I also want to applaud the trucking industry, who's done a great job since I've been in the industry, not that I have anything to do with it. Uh, but at fatalities for 100 million miles have declined from 6.15 in 1979 to 1.4. But even saying that, we all know that 3,800 fatalities is too many. So we should do something. I also say that FMCSA needs some kind of uh, prioritization mechanism. Needs a prioritization mechanism because there are 500,000 carriers in the industry. And certainly we can't go see them all with a compliance review as it's currently uh, set up. Uh, and the data-driven approach has a lot of advantages. Um, for helping with resource prioritization, and also a lot of the carriers appreciate the data that they're getting from those roadside inspections. But my concern is that as it's currently implemented, uh, CSA is doing significant harm to the nation's supply chain. And I want to comment on two specific issues. First of those is that SMS scores were designed to be a warning system <coughs> signal for progressive anti-prevention, like then raised in the channels this afternoon. And uh, but I think largely due to FMCSA's marketing campaign, uh, what the scores have turned into is a guilty verdict. And several large shippers have have told us that um, even one basic over the intervention threshold knocks a carrier out for service. I've got a letter in my pocket here from one of our major customers instructing us not to use any carrier that has even one basic over the intervention threshold. So rather than being, or maybe in addition to being, a mechanism to prioritize enforcement resources, what the SMS score has become uh, is the prosecuting attorney, the judge, the jury, rendering a guilty verdict, and the uh, sentence is the loss of freight for the carrier. The second thing that I'm concerned about is uh, inadequate data sufficiency. And uh, this particularly because of the economic impact on carriers and shippers of SMS. So uh, a couple of years ago, Professor James Gimple of the University of Maryland uh, did a study of SMS, and he uh, indicated that less than 20 observations uh, would not be a reliable uh, indicator of results. And then in the GAO study that just came out, uh, the GAO indicated that 10 to 20 uh, observations were uh, considerably more reliable. So we've been looking in particular at the uh, hours of service basic, 
and uh, the, the peer groups in that. And so peer group one, which is less than 10 relevant inspections in the last two years, there are 163,000 carriers in that peer group. 62,000 have a measure on hours of service, and 11,000 have a percentile score. In peer group two, there are 38,000 carriers, and that's 11 to 20 inspections. 38,000 carriers, 24,000 have a measure, and 11,500 have uh, percentile rankings. And then in groups three to five, there's sort of 40,000 carriers, and of course, as you'd expect, most of those 33,000 have a measure, 25,000 have a percentile ranking. But still, when we take that basic out of 119,000 carriers that we're saying we can measure, 52% of them have less than 10 observations in the last two years, and 72% have less than 20. Almost half of the carriers that have a percentile ranking on that basic have less than 20 observations in the last two years. And if, if the only error in that was that, uh, and the GAO suggested this, that too many, uh, the prioritization of enforcement resources is off, you know, that would be a cost, it would be an inconvenience for the carriers. Uh, but what it's uh, turned into is that carriers are losing business uh, because they are branded uh, with the golden triangle in any of these basics. And some of the research has shown that if we take groups of carriers for some of the basics, there's a correlation between the accident frequency for those groups of, of carriers. But there's no correlation between the SMS scores and the likelihood of an accident by an individual carrier. All that we're able to show from the data is that on average, a carrier with a with score above the intervention threshold tends to have higher accident frequency. But that's the average of thousands of carriers. It says nothing about an individual carrier's likelihood of having an accident. And I, I, as we've looked at the data, my conclusion is there simply isn't any way that a shipper or a 3PL can draw any conclusion about a specific carrier's likelihood of being involved in an accident or that carrier's safety record by looking at SMS scores. Nobody has been able to uh, explain to me any practical way that we could utilize those scores uh, that would be beneficial to us.